Man, I like we should talk about fetish clients. Oh yeah, those are, <laughs> those are honestly my favorite. Yeah, spice <laughs> things up. Yeah, I mean they're so spicy. Yeah, and in a world of kind of vanilla. It. I feel like those are the people who are just like out there really being themselves. Yeah. I. You know, I kind of respect that. Like people who have like a certain thing that they're like, yeah, I like that. They're like, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like I remember. Oops. Man, I've had so many different kinds. Whenever I was camming, it was, like, my my first real fetish guy, aside from the fucking million and one guys who want you to humiliate their tiny dicks. <laughs> and, like, how is this so rampant? Yeah. Request? But I swear it was, like, every other guy was, like, can you make fun of my dick? <laughs> I always feel, like, weird about that because I'm, like, I don't know. I understand it, but I'm also, like, I don't I don't know. I don't like shaming people, yeah, like, I for feel their so bodies. Bad. I feel bad, but I also understand humiliation is such a fetish. Yeah. Like, there's this one guy who recently came in, and he was, like, I want you to make fun of my penis, but, like, not in, like, a dumb way. Like, I want <laughs> you to, like, go to the dark place, like, what you would say to your girlfriends if, like, you just had sex with me and I was too small for you and you weren't about it. Damn. Like, He's like, I want you to, like, be that mean. Like, talk about how it was, like, so small. Like, you couldn't even feel it. Or, like, it's a deal breaker and you wouldn't date me. Like, I'm cute, but you wouldn't date me because my penis is small. I mean, maybe these are the things they're thinking, like, about themselves or have experienced in real life. And It's externalizing those kinds of, I don't know, those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, like, he showed me. Maybe desensitizing a little bit to it, too, that you're like, yeah, I've already heard this shit. Like, I'm good. I I don't know. I mean, he was like, yeah, like it's hurtful, but that's the turn on. Hmm. So I'm I like, mean, I mean, pain yeah. hurts sometimes, or pain like feels good sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There's sexy pain. Yeah, and it's so interesting to me because it it really is like a form of pain, but it's a very it's non physical. It's like that emotional yeah trauma level yeah. pain. Yeah, some of this the like things that people would like ask me to to like talk about on the phone, I'd just be like. Bro, are you okay? Yeah. But then they're like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, favorite. cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. There's another guy who came in and he, um, he, he was like this, like, fat black man. Mm-hmm. The other guy was like a, he was like an average looking white man. I guess some, some people might think he's attractive but he was like conventionally attractive he was white conven- dude. he was conventional in every way like i can't even paint a picture he was yeah. just average <laughs> yeah exactly I see you every day bro <laughs> i see you every day bro yeah um but yeah this is like a fat like middle-aged black man and um and like he wanted to dance with me and he was like okay i don't want you to do anything except for well he was like i just want you to make fun of me for being a fat sissy and talk about my man titties. And he, I got a lot of sissies. Yeah, there are a lot of people who, like, were into the sissification stuff. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel... I, I, I always, like, teeter on, like, if I prefer being dominant or submissive mm-hmm. in these situations. So I'm kind of like... It was fun, though. Mm-hmm. It was fun doing that. Oh, I'm definitely, like, dominant and, like, kind of sadistic. So, You're like, <laughs> so yes. it was, oh, yeah. Anytime I can, like, crush somebody's balls, I'm, like, yeah. so down for it. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's also, like, a socialization of, like, AFAB people to be submissive. Yeah. So that's, like, something I've kind of 
I don't know, straddled the fence on. I'm like, is this oh, just yeah. socialization? Is it conditioning like or is it what you actually want? Yeah. But I mean, it could be both. Yeah, true. And just some, like, sometimes I want this flavor, sometimes I want exactly. that flavor. Exactly. Like, it's, like, it's like being cis. I'm a switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like being cis. Like sometimes like being cis and femme feels good, and then sometimes mm-hmm. and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel exploring gender has been really interesting, too. Just like mm-hmm. questioning, like, what is a woman? Mm-hmm. Like, what is a man? What is a woman? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, just exploring that, like, fluidity. Yeah in it and just being like I have both I am both like, yeah. yeah I think I've been I've been thinking about that more because I got a lot of questions about my Instagram handle mm. um, being like pretty boy girl because I so it didn't come from me thinking about gender at all it came from a really dumb soldier boy song because <laughs> <laughs> my sister would um, sing it and and they would be like this right here is my Swag. Everybody pay attention to my pretty boy swag. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, pretty boy girl. <laughs> pretty boy girl. Yeah. And it just like literally was, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to come up with and I want a handle and I want and an Instagram you have so a handle, bad. Like you got to stick with it. You really kind of mine do. <laughs> Mine's a joke about Four Loco. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even really drink much, but someone just like made a joke and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And yeah. now like five years later, I'm like, well, I can't switch You're it like, now. like, this is me now. This is who I am. I everybody. am Four Loco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like sometimes I've like been spotted before in public, which is really like a new thing for me because I don't have much of a following yeah but it was still like the person was like you're pretty boy girl right and I was like wow that's crazy (laughs) and they always know you by like your username yeah for low crow like hey for low crow (laughs) yeah it is it is strange Mm -hmm. the internet the internet's fucking wild it's so wild like the amount of reach that you can have now as like an individual and it's like, like cool but also like I don't know. Yeah. I just, like, ran an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Fix me out. Like, yeah, we are definitely in an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. I don't and, know. And it's just, like, levels of, like, recognizability mm-hmm. can get, like, kind of scary, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm still, like, just kind of flying out there. And yeah. occasionally someone will be like, hey, what's up? But, like, yeah. I don't know. I just think of people where, like, I don't know, they have, like, 5 million followers, oh, and they yeah, can't, for like, go buy some fucking tampons and oh not get, God. like, harassed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's just, like, the level of privacy that you can expect um, if you are if you have an online presence is kind of limited. Spooky shit. Spooky shit. And yeah. also, like, being a sex worker and having that, like, I've had clients find me, which is a whole thing. And then yeah. sometimes I'll give it, like, I'll give my handle away to clients because they're like, oh, I, like, want to read your writing. Like, I want to know more about you. And I'm like, I mean, sure. It's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged short sword because, like, on the one hand, I don't mind and my content is kind of open for everybody to view. But it's also, like, you're probably going to, like, see me talk shit about you <laughs> or, like, talk shit about people broadly and you'll yeah. have, like, or you'll just... I think something that happened with one of my clients was that he kind of realized how, like, aware I was of everything going on and what he was doing, even whenever he wasn't aware that I was aware. Yep. And how much I am just—I have—I always joke, like, I have eyes everywhere, you guys. Like, I know exactly who everybody is in this room, what they're going to do, and who they're going to buy a dance with. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in those situations, like, you become— it, it's a it's a people job. You yeah, know? it's a people job. The job is to read people. Oh, yeah. So it's like, 
you're like, bench, I see you. <laughs> like, bench, I see yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. it's just like so many of these like dudes I feel like are not self-aware in a lot of ways. No, they're, just like, they're not. They just, they're not aware of their preferences. They're not aware of like how their money tells their story, mm-hmm. um, how they're valuing people and things like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I also wonder if like, well, no, I don't wonder. I know some of that is informed by our like demonization of sex work, you oh, know, yeah. so I feel like, well, like, you know, so many people get their like sex, sex education from like pornography. Yeah. So I think that informs like some of the way clients like assume they should act or assume yeah, people would act. I mean, like, they no think, excuse, but yeah, like, I mean, I mean, we're also like this thing that clients project fantasies onto yeah like this blank canvas but then whenever this blank canvas starts like detailing everything out and a real person it's like oh shit like you noticed that like you noticed that i farted whenever i came into the room like (laughs) Like, i noticed everything i noticed everything yeah it's It's our job to notice everything and it's so intimate that people feel like spotlighted too like Mm. it's it like showing uh or just being in a sexual moment with somebody is so intimately revealing yeah. that it's hard for people to to accept that you know somebody's also someone else is there in the room and yeah <laughs> you know we're experiencing this together and we, I have my own set of perceptions and they have their own set of perceptions yeah and, um, and it's delicate. And then a lot of people that I deal with are powerful people or people who don't want to be seen in those situations, who just don't want to be seen. Which is wild. I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, like you have the 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 article. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So there was like the massive Orchids of Asia massage parlor bust uh, that happened in Florida. Um, Robert Kraft, the New England Patriots owner, was caught there getting a couple of hand jobs. Um, and everybody was shaming him about it. And they shut down the parlor because they were talking about like... They said that the massage parlor workers there were um, were not there legally. Or they were like living in squalid conditions, um, and they were not getting paid enough. It was like a lot a question of trafficking and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, so it was just a huge thing because, well, on the one hand, a lot of people lost a job, and. On the other hand, they were probably also subjected to really substandard living conditions. I don't doubt that. Yeah. But it's so complicated. And and then there's also, like, the publicity of it because it is this high-profile man. And it just it just seems like such a, a benign thing, yeah. getting a hand job, like, to really, like, put this man on blast and cause such a ruckus. Um just it's it blows my mind yeah it it went to like a weird screen for a second like screensaver i was like what screensaver Um, (laughs) yeah yeah i think we're good uh yeah it's like so the dude got a fucking hand job he got a hand job he got a couple hand jobs this man was like what 80 or something like (laughs) just it, it really like irks me like so much how much shame like people get for accessing like sex services yeah and it's it's like 
you know, probably nobody else really wants to do, like, yeah. wants to participate in or this maybe, man's sex life. I don't know. This, like, maybe this dude's busy as fuck. Like, maybe he doesn't he's busy. have time maybe. to create, like, substantial intimate relationships. Exactly. So, like, it's so much to be in a, to, to be in a sexual interaction with somebody that is like intimate and emotional and everything else yeah and to be yeah and the workers i'm like of course like if they're in you know a bad position it's great that they could get out of that but like mm-hmm. what resources are these people exactly who are busting? What, what are you what are you providing for these people exactly because you know, like, there's and another thing is like a lot of people are immigrants getting into this and it's like there are not a lot of jobs for immigrants. Yeah. There are not a lot of jobs for people who just came to this country, who don't have a full grasp of English, who, like, need to earn, like, a livable wage. Yeah. And, like, sex work provides a livable wage for so many people. Hmm. So why not create safe conditions for these people to, like, provide these services, you know? it. Again, it seems like such a... A no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we're just out here, like, come on, just, like... This shit's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Help us do it safely. Exactly. Seems chill, it, right? It like, seems like an obvious. And they're like, nah. We're like, no, let's not help anybody. Let's just shut it down. And, you know, wherever people fall, they fall. Yeah. And let's prosecute as many people as we can. Yeah, just let the people get the hand jobs. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like just, let let the man get a hand yeah. job. It's, <laughs> it's. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just frustrating. I don't know. And then it's and it's like prosecuted on this like on such a high level like compared to like real kinds of crime. Yeah. But I mean like okay, well, the whole fucking justice system is another can of worms yeah. that I cannot get into right now. Yeah, this is a white man in a position of power. Like Prison industrial man. complex. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> this man is probably fine, too. Like He's like, oh, I got the money. Like, here's the fee I'm going to pay. Yeah, um, like, let me bail myself out. I own one of the most profitable, like, what is it, NFL franchises. Which is a, another ball of wax. It's a whole fucking ball of wax. Yeah. Like NFL. Yeah. <laughs> like, so really, in the end, the people that are getting the most harm by this are people in the immigrant community who are running this operation. Yeah. Thanks for, I mean, I don't know. It's like, thanks for running the work. But I, it's, yeah, it's it's very complicated when, when they are living in squalor that it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this that's not the right solution to mm-hmm. the problem, really. Yeah. It, it is not this, not the solution at all. So, yeah. like, I mean, you guys were obviously worried about raids. Yeah. So was there a protocol? They, they really didn't talk to us about it like we had a couple sort of things we would do you know like when a client came in I would always like throw a towel over their things you know in case they were recording so there's there's no visual oh that's nice that's a smart idea yeah I would do like a visual scan of the room like because you know you step out like oh just go ahead and undress you know lay down on the table Mm -hmm. so I would do like a scan of the room to like just see like has anything changed in the room mm-hmm. um, in case, you know, like some sort of like recording device or was put somewhere. Um, but no, they didn't. They didn't, no, they didn't mean, really provide us with any resources in case of raids, in case of raids. But I think also, too, they were protecting their ass in the sense where they're like, you know, they never 
vocally said like provide these services and they, oh, ha- they have yeah. signs in every room that says no sexual services oh yeah so that's that's the the bosses being like no i mean that's de- like we have like signs in our bathroom that's like no use of illegal substances permitted on the premises and you're and like, like well, uh, no, you're doing that. no that is obviously not what is going on here that's yeah that's the establishment being yeah. like hey we said it we said it. We We're tried. We're not liable. We tried. We put a sign up, and we have, like, all of the sex trafficking signs, too, because I think that's, like, a legally mandated thing. Like, mm. um, in all strip clubs, there has to be, like, like if a— If you're being trafficked. If you're like, being trafficked, this is what number you should call. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. I mean, I'm glad because I definitely believe that people who are victims of sex trafficking should— Have access to Have those. access, but it's so complicated— being able to call that number and not knowing like where you're gonna go, like, yeah, what's not gonna putting happen. yourself in danger in a lot putting of putting yourself in danger, putting others in danger as well who are like involved in the operation, mm-hmm. like yeah, <sighs> yeah, and also I mean a lot of people who are like sex trafficking often that I've seen it also is like a lot of times it starts off as a relationship, mm. um, it's like. You know, someone is providing a service for you initially, whether it's like somebody who's like, okay, I'm your boyfriend, but I'm also your pimp. Yeah. Or like, I'm your friend, but I'm also going to help you hustle. So it's like these complicated relationships that are often emotional and like involve some exchange of like time and energy and like a shared kind of purpose. Yeah. And, And it's hard for people to see, like there's not a hard line. A lot of times there's definitely for some people it is obvious like they're in these like situations that are very um, coercive and they're explicitly coercive. Yeah. But a lot of coercive situations are not explicit at all. It's like you don't even realize until after the fact what's going on. You're like, oh, that did not feel good. Mm -hmm. That didn't feel good is really a big indicator. And then, you know, for ages, we may blame ourselves because society tells us, oh, It's probably your fault. Yeah. You probably let it happen. Yeah. At my club, well, at clubs generally, like, for us, our safety precaution, because we, like, raids happen, Mm. is we just have to keep our IDs on us all the time. Hmm. Because, you know, like, if in case police come and everybody has to kind of, you know, stand against a wall and we have to present our IDs. And the, the really fucked up thing is, like, with a lot of these raids, like people, all of the dancers will have to like show their ID, and then police will use our legal names in front of customers. Just like outing you. Yeah, they're just like first name, full last name. What are you doing? Da da da. Like, tell me everything about your personal details. Where do you live? Blah 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 blah. And that is just such a disrespectful and incredibly unsafe, dangerous, very dangerous practice. Yeah, that, that is just so common, and a lot of money. Is that it's like, um, it's set aside for this to raid clubs. Like officers are paid to go and spend money in strip clubs and try to get illegal services, and this is tax money. Yeah, and then they bust it. Uh, they bust the house. A lot of times, sex workers don't get paid, and. It's just, it's so horrific. Yeah. And that's, I mean, especially bad in San Diego and more conservative, like, Areas. cities and, and counties, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I have some listener questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
uh, I don't know if I should tell people's names, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out your name for now. Who me? No, not your name. Oh well. Uh, listener Holly Asher had a question. Uh, was there anything in particular that made you sure it was the career path you wanted to take? Uh, I'm. It's something I personally really want to explore, so I'm curious to help or to what helped you decide. Um, I mean, I don't feel like now is really the the best time to be getting into it. Yeah, Dep- depending on what what kind of sex work you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like I think that it's like. We choose so many different career paths. I'm I'm a fucking millennial. Like, yeah. <laughs> am I gonna be in anything for more than like four years? I don't know. Like, I like my life to change and be fluid. Yeah, sex work is part of that path in my life. I feel like I've um, kind of always been drawn to it, mostly because I I had an affinity for the the people who were sex workers. I yeah. always thought they were like the coolest, the hottest, True. the most interesting. I love the underworld. Like yeah. I always I don't know. Any movie that was about sex work, I had to watch it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like for me, I've just like always been tapped into my like sexuality and sensuality and then like like I love I love power and control. What can I say? Yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's like when I get to like monetize that like sensuality that power that control like Mm -hmm. it's pretty tight man like yeah it's cool like it's fun Mm -hmm. um and like i don't know like i'm great at customer service you know yeah like i love talking to people i love meeting people yeah um i don't i don't know that i have any like specific advice into like getting into it uh it like i said it has been very difficult for me to access sex work in Mm -hmm. legal safe ways in Mm -hmm. america um so (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's just you know i don't think it's it could be anything to anybody and you know we don't all get to like have a full choice like we didn't all go to college yeah but you and I did go to college. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so we have that privilege and that power of choice. Um, and I'm definitely so grateful that I got to opt into it. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, there's a million reasons. And I think, you know... It's very personal. It's, it's a very personal it's so choice. Personal. And it's, it's kind of hard to answer that question because of how varied sex work can oh be. Oh, my God, yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're... If you're doing phone sex or if you're doing kink stuff, like, your experience is going to be radically different yeah. than, you know, And depending on anything. the, the like, the company, if you're going through a company, mm-hmm. you're using, like, I was, um, when I was doing phone sex, it was through a company, so, you know, mm-hmm. they took a cut of my, of my, oh, yeah. of my, uh, percentages which they took a lot so oh my god yeah for real no that's how i felt that's how i feel with camming is like the percentage that they take is just massive but then this company put money into me and that they were pushing me to the front page so i was Uh, getting more calls well that's nice yeah Yeah. but i was also faking to be this like thin boring like woman so i ended up (laughs) quitting because i was like i don't like having to pretend yeah 
You're like, oh. I was Valerie. My thin <laughs> Yeah, she legs. was so boring. And, and my, like, I had a couple regulars. And eventually, like, I'd be like, so I actually look, because they're, they're always like, is that really your picture? And I'm like, yeah, baby, of course. Yeah, baby. But then, like, there were a couple that were like, what do you really look like? And I was like, well, I'm the opposite of this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that sounds hot. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Because it's just like, people. what people find hot is just anything and everything. Yeah. If yeah, someone thinks you're hot, like they're yeah. you're someone's type, you know. You're definitely somebody's type. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's see, let's find another one. What's a good way to get started in sex work? Man, I would just say research. I think really thinking consciously about what your preferences are, what mm-hmm. your boundaries are. Yeah, what like what type of sex work feels right for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's, like, stripping. You're, like, physically in the space. Mm -hmm. You're interacting with the people. There's, like, phone sex. I was just, like, getting stoned in bed, like, watching just, like, bullshit TV Mm -hmm. between calls, you know? Like, it's it's very different experiences depending on what type of work you're entering. So it's it's, it's hard to say. With camming, it's like a lot of time and a lot of waiting in the digital space. And it takes a while for you to like build up your clientele. Yeah. Yeah. And like, come on, guys, keep tipping. Yeah. And I think another thing that a lot of people don't realize with sex work is the amount of like social media and networking in this age especially in this age yeah so you really have to be out there you need to tweet where you're gonna be yeah you need to like publicize your shit and have a brand that's one reason i never got into camming is i just was like "Uh, i prefer to have a little a little more distance from it Mm -hmm. yeah and i think you know with other things like if you you're like i really don't want to have sex with somebody and people always like want to say oh well i want to be a sugar baby but i don't want to have sex i'm like well you're gonna have some kind of sexual contact with that person yeah whether it's just being naked together if it's touching if it's fingering if it's you're in the wrong you're in the wrong avenue if if you're you're not like yeah because it's definitely sex work being a sugar baby is sex work yeah and like the people who don't have sex are god like fucking lightning striking (laughs) (laughs) who don't want that yeah yeah yeah. it's just not the majority of people that's such a small margin and for you to find that one person it's just like one in a million chances yeah and for them to actually pay what you want them to pay just for like quality time yeah and even for sex even if you are performing full service like a lot of people will try to shortchange you yeah they do they'll try to be like oh like i'll pay you two hundred dollars every week for sex i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) yeah like not enough right now like 500 minimum yeah exactly yeah that's just like a beginning right yeah and i think also with people who are also i think thinking about escorting or thinking about like doing full service um people don't realize that you know like you can really set your price up and it's good to kind of start with dancing and stuff because you can kind of get an idea like what can I do without having penetrative sex yeah and I mean not everybody has access to stripping for sure and so that's like a privileged perspective but I think um, a lot of people who get into to full service without having like a background and knowing like different price points and what you're able to like sell at what level um get shortchanged they get shortchanged yeah yeah they they price themselves too low they do a lot more work than they need to for not enough i think honestly if you're curious like 
You sex like there are a lot of sex workers who are willing to talk about it, but fucking pay them for their time, pay them for their energy, you know? Like they're giving you business advice. Like that's a consultation, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. a little coin goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. Find yeah. a professional, pay them for their time, ask questions. Yeah. And also respect if they don't want to answer certain oh, yeah, questions. Definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not all of us want to talk about all the services that we provide because maybe we're in sensitive situations. It could be, you know, we're afraid of, you know, talking about certain things yeah. or it's I mean, a safety like, concern. I I was going back and forth on, like, do I want to use my legal name? Do I want to, you yeah. know, like, put myself out there? But it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's it's a part of my part of my history, a part of my my being so like yeah definitely I mean, me. I, yeah it's you <laughs> no same i mean i i use selena because it's my stage name and i've kind of been trying to use it more regularly yeah um also to kind of separate my legal name from my sex work yeah and it's also because i'm currently in the profession currently doing that so yeah. it's just more of a, an ongoing safety concern for totally. me and clients find me. And clients find me. Yeah, y'all are sneaky. Oh, my God. For real. <laughs> I, I, I just mean, got a, a client message, and they're like, I found you, Miss Selena. Oh, I'm like, how like, creepy could you be right now? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's just, like, some client language, and they and it's because it's, I don't know, not everybody is the same, but <laughs> you can, like, understand. Like, client text messages are a, a whole genre. Of like, pay me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey there, hottie. What's up with your nice Puerto Rican booty? <laughs> I'm like, who do you talk to like this? And then they just, like, think you want to talk to them all the time. And yeah. you're like, bro, I'm talking to you for money. Bro, I'm like, just I'm sure trying to make nice sure person. that you're going to be here on Thursday whenever I'm there at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I like this question. This is from a gender Marxist. What are the small joys of your job? The small joys of my job. Yeah. Honestly, like, connecting with cool people. Like, there are some really cool people who would come in to, like, access the services. So when I, like, you know, would just get to, like, talk to someone person to person and really, like, connect with people, like, that's so joyful and so fun, you know? Because it's not always all about, like sex or like penetrative sex like mm-hmm. it just feels good connecting to other human beings and being like yeah here we are just like person to person yeah. some, some people are cool as fuck some people are nice like yeah some people are funny like yeah no i mean i i was like happy last week because i had two people like i'm a big traveler so mm. i've been like all over the world and i'm so glad i was able to do yeah. that and i'm i'm able to travel but um i was like getting to talk to people who are also travelers. And I was so excited because we had similar experiences. We were like, oh, you've been to like Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong. What did you think of this and that? Awesome. You've been to like Thailand. Me too. Like, let's talk about this. Yeah, shared experiences. And like, you've you've been to Guam. I've never been there. Like, what would you suggest? Like, what do you think about this place? That is like, and having a complex like idea of the world was like exciting for me to like have with another person and share that kind of like... Like, we've had this unique experience, and, like, we can talk about it together. I mean, I think that the same goes for, like, connecting to other sex workers as well. It's just, like, it's, like, the club where we're just, like, yeah, bro, you know what's up. Like, you've been there, like, Mm -hmm. and getting to share those kind of experiences with people as well. So, yeah, I'd say, like, 
connecting to other human beings, whether it be a client or mm-hmm. another provider. Like, it's just oh, yeah. really cool. I mean, like, the I guess the biggest, most heartening thing is spending time with my coworkers. Yeah. Like, I was trying to think of, like, client moments because <laughs> I think people, you know, clients get a bad rep just like we get a bad rep. Um not that they do for very long, though, because, like, I have some really prolific clients who are very powerful and very rich people. And, like, and I sometimes I wonder, like... like recognizable people? Yeah. And mm. sometimes I'm, like, what would happen if, like, do people know, like, the extent that this person purchases sex work regularly? Mm. And what would happen if... And what would happen if everybody knew? Because, I mean, it's, like, you know, people in charge of... Yeah, it's, like major media companies and stuff like that or you know again it's so wild that like being a provider or being someone accessing these services like oh this could ruin your life like yeah. this could like i'm like really yeah why should this ruin for your what for what yeah yeah for doing something we all well not all of us but doing something that many of us do mm-hmm. but just like monetized yeah, exactly. Money always complicates things, though. Money does complicate things. Yeah. And they mean capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I love my coworkers. Like, there's, it's just, like, such an incredible, diverse group of, like, women and AFABs. Like, I, I've, like, danced with, like, multiple, like, trans, um, like, non-binary dancers. Cool. Um and it's just like this this understanding and camaraderie that you don't have in a lot of work environments because yeah. there's like the heavy burden of societal taboo that we all bear and the constant like concern about our health and our safety, our mental health. Yeah. Like anytime a girl is having trouble, like everybody knows and everybody is like, what are we doing about it? Like there's a girl who's going through some like, I think kind of early stages of, like, drug addiction problems. Mm, And she's been having, like, outbursts. um, And it's kind of just been, like, an ongoing thing. And and I think we're all just, like, we just want her to take care of herself and to be happy and healthy. And and it's just, you know, every, like, everybody stopped. Like, we took time, like, different girls took different shifts to, like, see how she was doing, comfort her, make sure she got an Uber home, like, talk to, like, management and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, other people, like, we, we were also, like, feeling the the emotional stress of caring, you know, and, like, and talking about how, you know, like, our bosses want to say that they care about us, but, like, whenever it comes down to it... If you're not making money. If you're not making money, you're, you're not important. And I think another hard thing that's, is, like, the way that dancers especially are just so devalued, like, we're utterly replaceable. Mm. Like, our bosses will hire, like, you know, 10 new people in a week and not care about what that how that affects the bottom line of every other girl yeah. who works at that club. Yeah. It definitely seems like I always see ads for places hiring. And oh, yeah, they're constantly hiring. Yeah. Except that they're not hiring if you're black or you have braids or this and that, if you're fat. If, yeah. If you, like, don't have this conventional look. But if you're... Like, most of the time, if you're a skinny, white, blonde woman, you can go anywhere. Yeah. If you're a skinny, white woman, pretty much anywhere you can... <laughs> Not just in the sex industry. That's just kind of in That's the world. That's kind of in the yep. world, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the broader politics of the world are reflected in the micro scale of the club environment. True. 
Okay, we're are we doing on time? We're good on time still. We're good on time. Yes. We can take a few more questions. Okay, cool. Um, so this person was asking about camming, mm-hmm. and I, I guess I could kind of answer this. So that's so hairy. Asked <laughs> how much? <laughs> how much do you make camming? Um, it depends on the person. Honestly, it sucks for a really long time. Um, and I don't know if that's just me because I'm like, like not white, but there's a lot of discrimination and there's also just like, so the way that camming works is that you go into like one of these sites. So whether it's like my free cams or chatterbait, chatterbait or is night flirt, does night flirt do cams? I don't know about night flirt. Like as far as their, I thought it was just phones, honestly. But um, so you go to these sites and you don't have to pay to like view cams if you're a consumer, which is the biggest problem. So you can just like go in and like be like one of those like anonymous like uh, like watchers in there. And so there's like literally going to be like thousands of anonymous eyes that are just or like watchers that are in your room who don't who can't talk like you can't. Um, talk to the person unless you're tipping. Um, Like, you can kind of silence the people who don't have money who want to talk to you, and there's going to be, like, tons of people who are trying to talk to you. They can still consume your content. They can still consume your content. They can still put a bot monitor into your room and record every minute of it, and And that's what they always do. Exactly. And that's what happened to me. My, like, videos are all over the web somewhere, and... My partner and I have like issued a ton of like takedown orders and there's I'm sure that it's just never going to leave the internet. But anyway, so you start your room and the people that can pay, they pay in tokens and for every 100 tokens you get, um I think you get like 10 cents or <laughs> something like that or maybe a dollar. So like I get, I want to say every token is worth like Sorry, a token is worth maybe like 10 cents or less than that. I'm stressed. Yeah, exactly. So like you may have, it may say like you have like 500 tokens, but that means you have like $5. So just like the ratio. So like what customers are paying, they're paying maybe like, you know, $100 for 100 tokens, but you're getting maybe $10. Whatever the ratio is, it's like such a margin compared to what the consumers are paying for the the tokens. So it's just like you're getting a small amount. You think you're getting more, but you're really not. And customers think that you're getting more of a percentage, but you're not getting paid that. And they're not trying to spend that much on porn because people don't want to pay for their porn. Yep. So camming is like a long uphill battle and you're going to find, you know, your regulars and develop a base, but it takes like weeks of time and sitting and you need to work it like a job. Like you need to be there like five or six hours in your room, just waiting, trying not to be bored and like dodging all of these guys who are not paying you, trying to ask you to like look at their cams. Like they'll just pop up and be like, watch me jerk off right now. <laughs> like, like, no, I don't want to watch you jerk off right now unless you're paying me a lot of money. Yeah. And dudes never want to pay. And a they lot never want to pay yeah. a lot of money. So yes. many. Yeah. Yeah, so camming, you know, I know people <laughs> I know people who make good money camming, 
But I would say the best way, if you want to produce web content, is to have like fans only pages, which is like a paid subscription kind of site. Um, I would also suggest like premium Snapchat accounts because people can pay to like view your content and you're producing it and you have more control over who sees it and that you're definitely getting paid. Um, it's good to have people pay per video. Um, it's like many vids. Yeah, many vids and stuff like that um, so that you like produce it ahead of time so you're not constantly having to like sit and wait and waste time hoping that people will pay you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, on top of that, you're going to have to do a ton of media work. You're going to need to be on Twitter and Instagram and every platform promoting when you're online, when you produce content, what's up there, what the prices are, <laughs> what your brand is, like Ugh. everything. It's, I, yeah. You need to be a media machine to make camming work for you. And people do it. Respect. You know? A lot of respect to those people who are making a living off of camming because it is hard. It is a lot of labor. Yeah. Okay, another question. Also by That's So Harry... Um, What's up, that's so hairy. <laughs> what up, that's so hairy. <laughs> Do you ever enjoy your work or get any sexual gratification? Fuck yeah. <laughs> or is it usually work that you have to like dissociate yourself from in the moment? You know, it's a mix. Um, I definitely do get some sexual gratification out of work sometimes. It depends a lot. You know, sometimes somebody's hot or sometimes they're just good at touching or yeah. kissing or whatever, you know, like something that just works. Like it's like it's like any other sex. It's like any other inti- yeah. intimacy and any other experience. Like, some yeah, sometimes there's someone hot, like sometimes there's like someone you connect with or like, I don't know, like someone mm. maybe like will give me a massage and it feels really nice, yeah, you know, yeah. but then other times I'm just like this is my job yeah other times it's like i mean there's definitely days where i'm like it's kind of a shock to have somebody like touch me at first yeah where i like my first lap dance is like jumping into a cold pool <laughs> i'm like like <laughs> somebody's touching my body and i wasn't ready for it yet yeah but it's like you know then eventually i'm like okay like this is fine and like i've like get you know ease into it and yeah. I acclimate so it's going to vary. Sometimes my job is nicer, and I'm going to say it's a lot better whenever I'm ovulating and I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I, like, am right before my period or on my period, I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's too much, too much sensation. Yeah. And I just don't want that. It's nice whenever I get to dance on somebody who's hot. Yes. Um, also, I'm going to say the whole trope, uh, money makes me wet. It's kind of true. <laughs> Flash me a hundo and like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, okay. You're like, oh. Like, I'm a Capricorn. I love I love money and power. <laughs> like, what can I say? Capricorn in the house. Yeet. Yeah. I love Yeet. being a Capricorn. <laughs> uh, what, does, what sound does a goat make? Because it know. bleats. It's like, Bleat. Yeah. Bleat. <laughs> Insert goat noise Insert here. Insert goat noise. <laughs> yeah, there's no like Scorpio noise. It's just tail. Oh, yeah. Like, uh a sting yeah people always i don't know people always have like the stereotypes about scorpios being like scary or just like choke me (laughs) scorpios are just cancers with leather jackets like honestly (laughs) with like i feel emotional yeah like there's a gooey center there but like scorpios you really i feel like you gotta like break down some more walls and Mm -hmm. they're more like protected and Uh like cancers are just like Like, (laughs) that's so funny because my sister is a cancer and um their birthday was just 
Sunday. So. Happy B-Day, sis. Shout out, sis. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's funny because I am, like, the Scorpio and they are the Cancer. Mm. So I got my jacket on and they have their emotions out. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, maybe this will be the last question and then we'll kind of wrap up. Wrap things up. Wrap yeah. things up and I'll plug you. Yeah. And um, throw in some quotes. So advice to someone with... No rhythm, LOL. How to know if you're a good fit personality-wise for sex work? Oh, that's a hard question because there's so many different kinds of sex work. Yeah. And it's going to depend. I'm looking at your pictures. You're cool. (laughs) Uh, This is by Crybaby Bands. Shout out Crybaby Bands. Hey. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that you definitely are not, like, you don't have a problem with, like, you know, being cute and, like, showing off a little skin. Holla. And you're cute. So uh, you could probably get into whatever you wanted to and do well. Um, I think it's just, you know, I think you got to be brave. You got to be ready to handle the negativity that people will project onto you. Tough skin. You need a tough skin. And you know what? Not all of us start off that way. Um, A lot of it is like it develops over time. Being rejected a lot, being told negative things um, and handling that and figuring out you know how you how you can take care of yourself um i think also like don't well not everybody gets the choice but if you can like wait on being a sex worker a little bit um i mean this is maybe like a debatable thing but i i think you know a lot of times whenever you're younger you don't necessarily have like a lot of the boundaries set and you don't maybe know like you just haven't got that kind of fight like and you, you know and it's not just like physical boundaries it's also like substance boundaries i know whenever i was like 18 to 21 i was fucking partying hard it was a mess i was trying all of the drugs drinking everything now i'm like so fucking sober it's crazy i mean i like i smoke weed but i yeah. don't really count that because it just puts me to sleep <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like now i just i'm, I'm not tempted by that because i did it i love yeah. that figured out some of my boundaries, um, and that was really important. And I think for me, I see, at least in the club, like a lot of younger girls, they have a lot of those insecurities. They get into more fights. They get into more substances. um, And it's harder to handle, like, a lot of the stigma because it's like I developed a lot of my personality and my sense of self, and that took a lot of time and personal work. And yeah. I think that's important to kind of set aside or to, to work on first. Yeah. But that said, anybody can go into it. Anybody should. Um, just, you know, take care of yourself. Check in with yourself. Make sure you're doing fine and you're happy. And if you're not happy, stop. Yeah. Because you can stop. <laughs> and, like, both of us have done a lot of varied kind of sex work, too. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like maybe you go into something and you're kind of like... I don't think I really like this. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's not the right avenue for yeah, you. Trial and error. Yeah. Trial and error. There's so many different things that you can do. Oh, the places you'll go. <laughs> oh, the people you'll see. <laughs> okay, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, I just, I had like a couple of quotes that are kind of cute that I wanted to throw in. Yeah. So things to think about. So this is by Julie Zhu uh, or Julie XU. I want to say you, um, an organizer with sex rights group Red Canary. Check out Red Canary, y'all. R E D C A N A R Y. 
What happens with trafficking, which is a horrible thing, is it often pits trafficking victims against people doing sex work by choice or by circumstances, when in fact the boundaries between both are fluid. Mm. It's very complicated. Yeah. There's no right answer to, to any of these questions, really. No. But being in, like, having a legal status makes it a lot easier to create protections to have access to health care and workers' rights and things like that. Yeah. So decriminalization and full legalization, so important to having legal options. Come through, America. Come through, America. <laughs> and then, shout out to Casey, a Chinese-American massage parlor worker. She said uh, about... Okay, I'm just going to read the quote. Quote, You build really strong relationships with a lot of people both customers and with other workers. It's interesting because on the one hand, you are willingly living out a fantasy with the customers. You're embodying something that's not real for them. But on the other hand, it's such an intimate space and it becomes a nice ritual sometimes. A lot of people will just keep coming back the same time every week. You build a rapport. You're part of their ritual. You're what gets them through the week. And in some ways, they're the same. They get you through your week. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sex is self-care, honestly, sometimes. It it's like, it's cool that we can sometimes be a provider of that kind of care, you yeah. know? Yeah. I feel like I get to have a lot of really great moments where I get to care for people and affirm them, give hugs. Yeah. Like, just, Be like, you know, hey, I see you. Hey, I see you. Hey, it's okay. You're yeah. cool. <laughs> Live your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're good to wrap it up. How can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram. My username is 4locro, the number 4, L-O-C-R-O-W. Uh, I don't know if people are really clicking into websites anymore, but my website is laurencrowphoto, um, yeah, com. please check out their photos. Yeah. They're fantastic. That's that's what I They're get up so to. They're so beautiful and luscious, and that's yes. really how we came upon each other. I also should say that we've never met in person until yeah. today. <laughs> we've yeah. only been, like, internet friends, which is beautiful. And the internet is a beautiful place, it's truly. It's so beautiful, connecting people of all kinds. And yeah. Just, like, you know, the commonalities that we have with people that we would never interact with otherwise. Yeah, like, true. Because... You know, like, we kind of live in these tiny circles, like, and it's nice that we can blur those through, like, the digital the digital space. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I am so happy, and thank you so much for your time and your generosity, yes. and this is amazing. Yeah, this has been so fun. So this has been an episode of Ho in the Know, guys. Uh, you know, keep listening. We're going to have more. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs>